Bob and Jeremy's Conflab. The Reality Podcast. Hi, Bobby. Good to see you. Hello, Jays, and you too. How are you on this fine morning? I'm pretty good. The sun is shining here in my office in Winslow. Winslow, famous in the far show from where Ted gets his shoes. Yes, very. Um, um, not yeah. not shining here. It's very grey and overcast. I'm feeling um, particularly good as I have run nearly 11 kilometres this morning. Oh, you're even more tonsured than usual. And well, I have. I've, I've done the tonsure on the run, actually. Good. Um, how, far somebody... did, how far did you run? Come on. 10.9, Bobby boy. 10.9 kilometres. Yeah. That's extraordinary. And how fast do you do that in? Today, it took me a little over an hour. That's impressive. That's really, it's really right, good. Isn't it? Yeah, it's not it's bad. Really good. Yeah, and I was listening to Christine in the Queens. Mm, good. Really good. Um, my AS level French that you like to remind me of, not an actual A level, <laughs> keeps me in for some of her lyrics when mm. she slows down. But when she goes, then woof, I'm gone. I can't pick anything out. No. When she sings slowly, I, I get bits. I kid myself I'm kind of in there. Well, we, as you know, watch a lot of foreign uh, dramas and the whole of Spiral is on the BBC iPlayer right now. Um, that's seven or eight series. Um, is that French? Yes. And if you want to learn... Well, A, it really improves your French to watch it, but B, it teaches you some extraordinary ways to swear in French, which you've never thought of before. Can you give us and, one that's kind uh, of I, I really can't. Not that, I don't want to offend people. There's some really foul ones um, hmm. that are, but are very, very amusing when said. And you, they, and amazing how they go in much more than the conversational stuff. But does um, your wife, who's a French teacher, note them for her most senior classes as a last lesson of treat? Yes. No, she doesn't. I like that. No, she doesn't. Is Spiral the one with Christophe Lambert? No, no, no. That's what was that? Call My Agent, which is excellent as well. Which I can and that's all recommend. French as well. Yes, it is. Mm. Um, so let's move on to the subject matter today. We're going to be having a reflective look at 2020. This is the last podcast of the year that we're recording for broadcast this year. So this is the end of our season, Jeremy, if we're going to call end it End of season. season one, Bobby. Yeah. And season two is going to begin sometime towards the end of January. Mm. We're going to have a little nice, nice break from you all where we can go and do some research. We can do some planning. Oh, yeah. Um, we're receiving ideas. We'll let you know. We're open to ideas. We'd love you to send in your topics, mm. which you can write in your reviews. But, yeah, we're having um, a little decent break and... Gearing up for season two. Mm. Um, and let's talk about season one. We started this in lockdown, in full lockdown, in yes. June. Yes. And I think this will be about our 16th episode or something like that. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Thank you yeah. very much if you've tuned into a single one of these episodes. And if this is your first, as Alan Partridge would say, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we yeah. are doing some 2020 vision reflecting back mm. um, so on the on the year. What do you think is the single biggest thing or biggest change that you have taken on board this year, Jeremy? Personally? Mm. Well, you're not going to like. It's going to talk more about running. My identity. And I love him. He's shaking his head on the sky. No, of me. I'll, I'll give you a personal one. I become a runner, which I really like, mm -hmm. and that gets me out and about. 
I think the other thing personally is I've embraced a bit more of my introvert. Mm. I have spent a lot of time with Axel Waxel, who's on my carpet as we speak in my office, who will get a walk after this. And I kind of realized that um, for people who live alone, an animal is essential. And I have two and I, uh, I've got chickens, but they're not as cuddly as him or my cat. And I think I've, I've learned that I can work remotely, but only because I have this, because I can have you and Maxine, my other trainers. I think the remote connection has been an absolute savior without that just working in a day uh, in a world where you've just got the phone i think would be tough so i think i've also learned that the screens and connecting virtually digitally seeing people has helped hugely but i suppose um i am able to work remotely to a degree and we've been very lucky with our clients both new and existing to have translated our work in this virtual world, I suppose that's yeah. that's what I've learned. If I've been clear, uh-huh, uh-huh. I ask the question to you: What have you learned, or what's maybe maybe not what have you learned, but what's the single biggest change that uh, I suppose has affected you? And we could say two questions, two part question: affected you positively, and then the single biggest change that affected you affected you less positively. Well, I think. Um... The first thing that we have been able to do during this whole year is we have uh, invested in our house over the last uh, four or five months. And what we've done is all the things that we wanted to do years ago but never got around to doing, we've had the perfect excuse because we weren't going anywhere, not having any holidays, to um, get that work done. And so we've now achieved that. And so we've now got a new bedroom, two new bathrooms, uh, newly decorated rooms, newly carpeted rooms, uh, a new uh, pergola on the side of the house. Um, So it's been a costly but very worthwhile thing because I didn't realize the satisfaction that one would feel when you get that work done and you then think, well, actually, we've improved our house and our lives by doing it. So that was the most satisfying I believe thing. that once a pergola has been installed, you get invitations that have got an embossed yes. a bit of font on them, yeah. and you, get, you well, get a whole new level of social I, interaction. I, I was going to call it a loggia, but it's not one of those either. It's it's not even a pergola. It's what's really a uh, What's a loggia? Look it up. Robert Loggia is uh, an oh, actor. For a man who went to public school, a loggia should be second nature. Ah. But no, the... Um, <laughs> the uh, the, it's really a lean-to, but I call it the pergola for fun. Um, yeah, lean-to knocks you right down. Yeah, it pergola does. Pergola lifts you right exactly. up. Exactly. It's all in the word. What so that we do in your thing. pergola, Bob? Uh, all sorts of things. And we could sit under there, you know, have Dance. a drink. Yeah, there's room. It's massive. Could we um, Could we have a I mean, we do share with the oil heating, tank. But, could um, we put a Barbie under there? No, because it's next to the oil tank. Oh, but okay. um, anyway, so that was the best thing. The... The worst thing for me out of this whole thing um, has been that all the stuff you, you said about work, I entirely agree with and, and uh, am on board with. I think for me, and you know me, I am someone who needs to have things to look forward to constantly. So it, I'm, I'm, you know, I like to go to parties. I like to have weekends away. I like to go on holidays. And I know I was incredibly sport last year because it was my 50th and I had a mountain of these things. And um, I really had a, had a fabulous year. Thank God it was last year. But um, this year, I've been incredibly lucky. I've had two holidays. I even managed to have a holiday abroad, which m- most people didn't. You know, I've, I've been incredibly lucky. But 
when I can't plan ahead and have things to look forward to, I've, I've realized that my life is is like a sequence of sort of periods that lead up mm-hmm. to the reward of having one of these trips or one of these do's or whatever it may be that kind of keeps me going. And without that, it's incredibly selfish, I know. Um, I, f- I found that very, very difficult. It makes me realize how spoiled I am, um, which is uh, very, So if very I was true. your coach, I'd be looking to work with you on how you can make 2021 fit with potentially the knowledge that there won't be dramatic change instantly. Oh, absolutely. No, I agree entirely. And um, I will, the, the good news is, as I'm a few years older than you, I'll be getting my vaccination uh, probably before you. And uh, I'll be able to then do some, reintroduce some of these uh, fun things that I thoroughly enjoy. Um, but there we are. So that's just, that's, that, that's, that, that's me. Having said all that, um, you're right. We have achieved a lot. Our podcast has launched. Our open programs are launched. We've yeah. been doing lots of coaching, lots of remote working. That's been uh, very, very fortunate. So what do you think have been the biggest changes to our podcast listeners' lives and businesses in particular over the last year? What do you think have been the fundamental shifts? Um, the number one is presenteeism. Mm. Uh, you're in the office, I can see you, therefore, ergo, you must be productive, yeah. producing something. That's always been bull. Mm. Um, you know, I might be playing solitaire, probably probably only a people of a certain age. I could be looking at my Instagram, Facebook. I might not be working the fact that I'm there. I think businesses have had to really get their head around just because somebody's physically in a building does not mean they're doing any more work at all than if they are at home. And literally, I would I would make the claim that businesses have had to advance and get their head around in this in months when it would have continued to have taken 10 years to get mm. around this if we just had normal working conditions with people knocking on the door saying, can I have can I can I be at home? It now makes flexi time mm. and flexi working look like something out of the 60s, which it was. There was a husband and wife team. Yeah. Um, I forget their name, Rappaport, I think, who who pioneered that as a, as a male and female couple who were sharing time. <clears throat> I knew a couple of doctors here who used to do that, and you'd have one doctor and it was them, and they would flex their time with their children. But now, do we really care if you get up at three in the morning mm. and you produce some brilliant work? And I can't see you. Do we really care? So I think when you ask me that question, I know a lot of businesses have struggled with this and they've wanted people in. I think certain sociopaths who like control have demanded people to be in. I think other people who trust people. So maybe I'm coming to another major point here. Trust people's ability to trust and be trusted has been tested. And it's an old adage. But if someone who is not trustworthy themselves will struggle to trust the most. And uh, I think, yeah, this has been huge for businesses to allow people to to work in their own homes and to trust them to get on with it. I don't think city centres will ever be the same again after this. London, Birmingham, Manchester, all the major cities. The idea that you have to have a huge centre for people to commute into and out of, mm. I think that is busted. Nobody needs that anymore, and I think that's going to change things. It's interesting if that's one of your things that's changed. When we look at any dystopian future-type sci-fi films, Mm. 
they are still built on that model. Yeah. That we're on these kind of trams coming into the into this sort of central metropolis mm. um, where that's where the fuel is. That's where the power is. That's where the beating heart is, the oxygen. We look at great films like Total Recall and things. You know, that's there's this hub when actually if we turn that on its head and we drive everyone out into the villages, into the to the pasture land and into the fields, maybe the survival with modern technology and just having Wi-Fi routes, um, that whole sci-fi genre has a chance to be flipped on its head. Mm. So you think about city centres not changing. What else about business and working do you think have been the lessons that businesses have really had to learn? Well, sadly, uh, also, it's been a terrible year for mass redundancy. And also, it's been a year for considering the principle of employment, which is something that we covered in one of our early podcasts. Do you still need to employ people or should people be self-employed? And I think that's a really interesting discussion and that will change things too. And I think also, based on what's happened uh, as far as this pandemic's gone and the effect it's had on the economy, which will not be fully felt for another year or two, um, I think we're also at a very difficult stage of economic development, um, which will put us back a few years in many cases. I think that's a great shame, but some of the great strides that were made in the last 10 years for things like diversity and um, you know racism, sexism, all those great things that are, are, are being worked out, I'm afraid some of those things will be knocked back as organisations simply attempt to survive. I would say any listener listening to this who's, who's working or worked for a business that has struggled to adapt, and we've had the overuse of words like agile and pivot, if you are able to, and to as Bob's given a nod to an earlier episode, to develop something that you know has value, that you know you can do on your own, this you may well be forced into that quicker than you so thought. You know, some people say, I'll go on my own when my kids leave home. I'll go on my own when my my wife hits retirement and there's less strain. I think lots of people have had to accelerate their own self-employment plans, if you like. Uh-huh. And, you know, in the, in the world of retail being turned on its head where we know people will buy from Amazon products that may be more expensive, but they're so easy to buy a couple of clicks and I can buy it. Yeah. If you have a business where you can make it very easy for your customers to engage you, very easy for them to buy from you, even if your price point is high, higher and you demonstrate that value, you have a proposition where you can help people and you have something valuable. And we also talked about, you know, the, the greatest single invention since the Industrial Revolution is now the laptop. You Uh have the means of production where you can work in your bedroom or home, your kitchen. Um, A lot of the infrastructure about, as Bob said, commuting to a city, plugging into an organization, high overheads, all that's been turned on its head. So my message to people who might find themselves furloughed or unemployed is look at your skill. How can you adapt it and contract to organizations that see your value or directly to your consumer who sees your value or earlier bob and i were talking about brexit and that's another thing that's coming um and how 
consumers might decide to seek out products and services that they just buy directly from somewhere in Europe rather than the traditional method of going to a large retailer who sourced it from a wholesaler, who got it from the sole UK distributor. All these chains of uh, commerce, if you like, are being broken down uh, increasingly so with the with the internet and its accessibility to us all. Getting a bit heavy there, wasn't it? Yeah, you were a bit. Um, do, would you be interested in hearing my list of things of this year, just as a kind of a summary yeah, of this year? Yeah, go for it. Um, so this is the year of masks. It's the year of waving. How often have you waved at people on yeah, the, the internet? Did. Supermarket booze. Loo paper, shorts, interiors. How many people's interiors have you seen in the last few months? Quizzes, fear, unprecedented, too slow, too strict, too much, too soon. Coughs, tests, apps, waste, poor leadership, no smell, no trains, no buses, no office, no city. No shops, no cafes, no entertainment, no hugs, no kisses, no embrace. Friends, neighbours, DIY, changed priorities, quality time, 80%, furlough, redundant, no flights, no holidays, no gigs, no parties, excess deaths, R-rate, cases per 100,000, deaths per day, grief. Underlying health, countryside, views, UK holidays, puppies, sleep, lions. Next slide, please. Crafts, gardening. Now, that's that's a, a very interesting list indeed. I think the other thing that's good that's come out of this is you mentioned um, racism, sexism, diversity. The other thing that now is on the agenda of nearly every business, whether they're tiny and employ one or two people or they're massive, is the health and well-being of your people sure. is now right up right up there. And companies are investing in that, recognising when people aren't feeling great or need support. Um, I think there's some more advances to take place. I think, in my opinion, the next thing to go wider scale will be nutrition. Um, what people eat, I think people still don't realise the effect of what people eat. I had a really interesting chat with somebody the other day who said um, they were talking about Black Friday and that they once worked for a white goods organisation. And this white goods organisation wheeled in a load of fridges the night before Black Friday, filled them with cans of, let's just call them energy drinks, Uh uh, ordered in, pre-ordered in uh, carbohydrate uh, stuff like uh, donuts and stuff, and made an announcement before the morning started, guys... We want you to eat as much and drink as much of this stuff as you can to really help you through. Clearly not a nutritionist. At three o'clock, he said, people were asleep. The sugar low had hit and they were uh. in their chairs. So I think the next evolution to, to, to go along with well-being is to really help people eat more healthily. A lot of people don't have any good modeling in that and they wonder why they feel bad. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been a big year. Um, it has. And we look ahead to 2021. As I said, we're doing some interesting research on the kind of topics that we can discuss and bring to you. We're looking at also the opportunity of perhaps Bob and I interviewing guests 
and having certain people on. We're wondering how we'd, we'd venture into that. So do get in touch with us in any way. I thought I'd, I'd end um, mm. by reading out a couple of lovely reviews because we really want to encourage you to review. So um, here's one from someone called Marientes. Um, Bob and Jeremy's ability to humanise what can via other, in my opinion, lesser podcast offerings from sales and management coaches be a deep dive into the corporate mulch of language and blue sky thinking makes these podcasts an educating and an enjoyable listen. Real world experiences mixed with a splattering of the clearly tried and tested experience of others helps the two provide very telling advice to the listener. We've also have one here from Nubunab. When you sign up to give a review, you clearly have to create some login name. Really enjoyable, amusing and informative. I love the natural chat style, mm. soothing, addictive. Be good to see some of the India footage, a vidcast perhaps. Again, I'm looking <laughs> into how, how perhaps we can adapt our website and have uh, bits where we share images and things with you. Yeah. And here is one from... Um, N M Poly 21 enjoyable, well-presented and informative. Good to hear the different opinions being discussed. It helped me to challenge and add ideas to my own thinking. And that's really what we're trying to do here is we want you to not just list. We'd love you to be amused, have to have a little chortle, but we want to put stuff in your brain that helps you become better at what you do. So Bobby, I have enjoyed our 16 episodes. Indeed. And, um, Thank you for being my my co-host on The Conflict. Well, thank you too. And to all of our listeners, we wish you a very, very happy festive season. And we look forward to uh, entertaining you some more in 2021. Yeah. Happy New Year to you. We'll see you for season two. Stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening in and do write a review. Take care. Bye. Bob and Jeremy's Conflab. The Reality Podcast.